tonight, if you would, go ahead and join me in turning in your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 5 is where we're going to be tonight. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 13 is where we're going to start. It reads, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. For most of us, there's something about being on a platform that is absolutely terrifying. And throughout the opportunity that I've had to be at Freeway, I have been able to overcome a portion of that um, terrification, all right? Um, But as we learn and grow through the opportunities that we have to speak in front of people, we tend to grow through it and become a little bit more familiar with it. We learn to adjust to it. Now, there are others of us, uh, I would imagine pastor is like this, he just thrives in front of an audience, and I love it. He just seems like he has a conversation with each and every one of us, and it seems like he's only talking to you throughout the entire service, and I think that is an awesome quality and one that I pray that someday I might develop. Um, But if you're the majority of the people in the world, being up on a platform in front of people can be a nerve-wracking thing. And, you know, you just get up there, and all of a sudden, all eyes are on you. Everyone's looking at you. Um, Everyone's thinking about what you're going to say, what you're going to do. Uh, If they're especially nervous, they'll maybe be thinking something along the lines of, oh, man, that poor guy. I mean, he's just really struggling up there, something like that. And... These opportunities that we have to be in front of people can oftentimes be daunting and somewhat terrifying. Maybe you've had to do something in the past like give a speech in front of a class. Maybe some of us have performed in a band or in a concert. Uh, Maybe uh, something like a recital or something similar to that. Or maybe some of you have been asked to come up and pray before the service and you know, in those moments, it just seems like there's a moment where it sets in. Like, you know, you're kind of nervous beforehand. You're maybe walking out onto the platform, and all of a sudden, pastor hands it off to you. And you walk up, and everyone's looking at you. And luckily, when you pray, you say, everyone bow your heads and close your eyes. So now you know that as long as you're not peeking, no one's looking at you. So that's always a little bit of a comfort. But in those moments, we can often be nervous or have a little bit of stage fright. When you're up on the stage, all attention is on you. You have a platform. You know, if I were to be on the ground floor with everyone else, you know, it can be a little bit easier at times to get a little distracted. You know, you're now on a lower surface. You're not as high up. So it's a little bit easier to maybe lose sight of whoever is speaking. But you know, when they take the time and they step up onto the platform, now they're they're up a little bit higher. So your attention is drawn up. Now the lights are on. That's one of the things that I dislike the most. It just gets really hot having all these bright lights on you. And now the lights are on. Everyone sees you. It's clear. People then are focused on you and what you have to say. Some of us, 
love that opportunity. Others of us, the more introverted sorts, as myself, get a little bit nervous. But whatever the case, when you're up on a platform, you are being noticed. Our platform is a place of influence, for good or for bad. When someone is on a platform, people will take notice. Now, whether or not that is on a literal platform, we all have a platform. Whether or not you realize it yet, you have some sort of platform. Each and every one of us in the world has at least one individual that is going to look up to you. And as Christians especially, it's been said about Christianity that we live in a fishbowl. You know, what do people do to fishbowls? They see the fish swimming around, right? There's nowhere to hide. You're out in the open. People are observing you. You are on display. You have a platform, whether or not you like it, or whether or not you know it, you have some form of a platform. You are on display. You might say, actually, I do everything I can to stay out of the spotlight. I don't want to stand out at all. I hate to break it to you. But you still have a platform. And if you're a child of God, you are going to, in some form or another, stand out from the crowd. You still have a platform. And it's the platform that God has called us to. God has called us to a platform. Now, many of us, um, well, hopefully all of us, come from a family. And the example that you set for your family is a platform. Each and every one of us has some sort of platform within our family. You will be seen and recognized for something. You have a platform to your family. The way that you treat Maybe your coworkers. That is a platform that we bear. Um, who you are at church and who are you, who you are at home is a platform. If those platforms differ, people are going to take notice. Now, maybe not everyone will see those platforms, but yet you have two of them, and if they're not the same, people are going to notice that. Your work ethic, the way that you apply yourself to the tasks at hand, is a platform. Whether or not we realize that each and every one of us has some sort of platform in our lives. Everyone has some sort of influence, no matter how big or small, on the lives of people around us. You know, if you really take the time to think about it, I'm sure you could think of a few of those platforms that you might have. You know what, you might want to take a little bit of time and write some of those platforms that stick out in your mind, write them down. I think if we really think about how we might be influencing the people around us, we might tweak a few of the areas of our life in the way that we live. Our passage tonight, we're going to go ahead and look, take a look back at that. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Now, I'm going to make the argument that salt changes some things. Pastor has brought us messages before on the properties of salt. The first one that comes to my mind is food, right? 
if you set two plates of food down in front of me and you tell me one is salted and one is not, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to quickly tell which one is salted and which one is unsalted because salt adds to the flavor of the food that it is put upon or put in. And if you don't salt your food, I might not like it quite as much. It's got to have a little bit of seasoning. And as Christians, we are called to be salt. Um, It also, in that passage, continues in verse number 14, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So first, we're compared to salt. We're going to stand out. We're going to make a difference. If salt loses its flavor, its savor, it's no good. It doesn't, it's not useful for anything. It's just tossed out. If you have old salt that doesn't have any flavor, it's no good. Um, like uh, Also, you are the light of the world. Now when you're in a dark room and you turn on the light, what happens? You can see. All of a sudden, the darkness in the room fades away. Well, we are a light in a dark world. We are going to stand out. Light stands out. When all the lights are off, you can't see anything. But when the lights get flicked on, all of a sudden, you can see. Everything is revealed. We are a light in a dark world. God calls us the light of the world. Verse number 15, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I really enjoy this passage because it really simplifies and breaks down our lives as Christians. First, we're supposed to stand out. We're supposed to make a difference. Salt makes a big difference in the way that food tastes. Or if you get a little salt in a wound, all of a sudden you're noticing that there's some salt there. A light, a light in a dark room is going to stand out. We're called to stand out. We're called to make a difference in the world. I like verse number 16. Now it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, but it doesn't stop there, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's the most important part. If we stand out, but all that is pointed out is ourselves, then we've missed the picture. We can get on a platform and we can use that platform for good or for evil. The choice is up to us. God has given us that platform to be used for, verse number 16, glorify your Father, which is in heaven, our platform is given to us to bring glory to God. And if our platform is not doing that, then we've missed the point. We are no longer the salt and light that we are called to be. Instead, we are now influencing people in the wrong way. The moment that our platform becomes all about me is the moment that I failed my duty to God. To bring Him glory. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Our faith is based upon the platform that God 
has given us. You know, God commands us to go and tell other people about Him. Go ye therefore. He doesn't say, well, if you feel like it, you can go. If you're feeling healthy and wealthy and wise, why not? No, He just says, go and teach. That is what God has given us to do. And to bring Him the glory. As Christians, we shouldn't be afraid to let other people know who we are. We're going to stand out if we're doing what God has called us to do. It's really easy for me as an introvert, uh, if you didn't know that already, to clam up a little bit. You know, it takes a little bit of working to get me to start talking. And that's just the way that I've always been. Um, I have a great uncle. His name is Uncle Earl. That's what I call him. Um, When I was a little kid, people would call me Little Earl. My uncle doesn't talk a lot, and he doesn't have to. Well, I took after him. You know, there were many moments where people thought that something was wrong because I just didn't want to talk. But that wasn't the case. It's just that I didn't feel like it. I didn't really want to. Didn't really have anything to say. So it takes a little bit of effort to get it out there. Well, God doesn't call us to just be introverted into ourselves. If all I ever do is keep to myself, then I'm not using the platform that God has given me. I'm not doing what God has called me to be. He says I'm salt. Supposed to add something to the world for good. If I'm not doing that, then I should be cast out and trodden underfoot of men. I'm of no use if I'm not doing what God has called me to do. If I am a light and I am hiding that light, then I am no use. You don't light a candle just to hide it, to cover its flame. It's not useful anymore. We are called to be salt and to be light. We have a platform. And you know what? Sometimes we kind of come up with the excuse that I don't want to be noticed. I don't want to stand out. You know, I'll let other people be in the front line. I'll let other people be out and in front of everyone. You know, my nature growing up was to just kind of be behind the scenes. You know, that's where I would thrive. That's what I enjoyed. You know, I enjoyed being behind the scenes, working on different things to help Um, help the service, help the ministry, still involved, still doing things. But then when it came to being out in front of everyone, I struggle. It's not as easy for me. It's outside of my comfort zone. But it's also what God has called me to do. When you use your platform to glorify God, it helps more than just you. When you use your platform to glorify God, it helps more than just you. Not only are you fulfilling the role that God has given you, but you are also impacting the lives that you are on a platform in front of. When you are salt, you are fulfilling God's will for your life. But also you are helping add to the lives of the people around you. That's what God has called us to do. 
as human beings, we are meant to have relationships with people around us. And it was told to me a while ago, and I have since adopted this philosophy, this way of thinking, is that healthy relationships will help your other relationships. When you have a healthy relationship with someone, you are then going to have better relationships with the people around you. If a relationship that you have doesn't help people around you, then it's probably not a very good one. It's probably not benefiting anyone around you. When you are doing what God has called you to do, your relationships are going to improve. You're going to be a better communicator. You're going to use your platform for good. You know, there are times in our lives, I'm sure many of us have gone through this moment in our lives when a parental figure comes to you and says, I don't think that that person is a very good influence on you. And usually our reaction is like, what? You don't know them. You know, there was this one time that, uh, when you really think about it, you come to the realization that, you know, maybe you're right. might take a while to realize that, but more often than not, when someone comes to us in that situation and says, you know, that person isn't helping you out. It's usually because the relationships that you have with the people around you have changed because of that bad platform. Whether or not we realize it, yes, we have a platform, but we are also looking to the platforms of those around us. That's why it's so important that we surround ourselves with people who are using their platform for this very same reason. Being salt, being light, that their good works are glorifying our Father which is in heaven. If we aren't surrounding ourselves with relationships that are going to help our other relationships and help point other people to God, then we're falling short of what God has called us to do. Healthy relationships are going to help more healthy relationships come about. That's just how God has worked it. The Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. What that verse is saying is a healthy relationship is going to help each other. You're both going to improve upon each other. You're both going to become more effective. You know, I've always heard this, that a sharp knife is safer than a dull knife. Now, I don't know if you've taken the time to test it. You're more likely to get cut with a sharp knife more deeply, right? That knife is sharp. But the odds of the knife slipping around and when it's dull are far diminished once you've taken the time to sharpen it. Once you have applied the iron to the iron and now it is sharpened, it is much more effective and it cuts cleanly and fulfills its purpose more effectively. When that knife is sharp, it does what it's meant to do much better. And as Christians, if we have become dull, we're not very effective with the platforms that God has given us. Now, I'm sure many of us, hopefully many of us, would think about someone that helps sharpen you. You know, there are people that come to mind at Freeway that they're just down-to-earth people. 
they are kind, they're godly, and they just stand out to us. You know, they're people that we feel like we could trust no matter what, no matter what we're going through. They're not going to judge us. They're just going to tell us what the Word of God says and how it's helped them in their life and how it may help in our lives as well. I pray that there are godly influences, people in our lives that have a salt and light platform in our lives that we can turn to and thrive in those relationships, then leading to us being able to do so for the lives of those around us. When we use our platform for God, it inspires others. But as Christians, we ultimately have to decide what sort of platform we are going to stand on. God has given us the platform. He has given us the opportunity to stand before people. He has given us this opportunity to be salt and light. But it comes down to what sort of platform you want to have. If you're going to live your platform for the or live your life with the platform that is going to bring glory to God, then you're going to stand out, you're going to do right, you're going to help those around you. And you're going to surround your life with people that are going to also help you. You're going to be an impact and you're also going to be impacted. Again, that iron sharpening iron. That is what God has intended for us as Christians. I want to ask you, what do you want your life to be about? What do you want to be known for? I talked a little bit a, a moment ago about how there are people that come to mind when you say, that person is godly, that person is kind, that person's never going to turn anyone away. They're going to go out of their way to be a blessing to the people around them. When you think about those people, I pray that, man, I start to look more and more like them. I pray that I could be more like some of those people that are living their lives for God. I want to be more like Jesus. You know, the people that Jesus surrounded himself with in his earthly ministry might not have always been the most glamorous, were they? You know, you think of his disciples and where they came from. They were all fishermen, or many of them were fishermen. And some of them were tax collectors. There are many people that he spent time with, the blind, the needy, uh, those with leprosy, the people that Jesus influenced and impacted weren't always the people that we want to hang out with. They aren't always the people that we fancy to surround ourselves with. But he genuinely loved and cared for every life around him. And he gave himself for them, for us, each and every one of us whether or not we choose to follow His plan for us being salt and light. God has a platform for you. God has a platform for me. But how are you going to use that platform? What kind of platform are you going to have? Are you going to have one that brings people closer to God? Influences others to grow in their relationship with God? 
or you're going to have the sort of platform that puts off this feeling of, you know, church is great, I don't want to be there, but, you know, there are some other things in my life that are just a little bit more important right now. You know, sadly, I think that's the way that a lot of us live our lives. We live our lives thinking that just a few hours on Sunday and a few hours on Wednesday are going to get us through the week and that we are going to take a stand for what is right and that God is going to bless us because we went to church. We fulfilled our duty for the week. We showed up. We tuned in. We turned the service on. We think that God's going to bless us for that. But I would challenge you that that's just the bare minimum. Not even that. Just showing up to church doesn't mean that we're faithful Christians. God has given us a platform to use it. Not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday, although those are extremely important for us. You know, we would never, I pray, turn people away from God because of our platform at church. That's the last place that you would ever want to do that. But I would challenge us, challenge each and every one of you, that we would use our platform on a daily basis to point people to God and to bring glory to Him. Will you use the platforms that God has given you in your life for His purpose or for your own? Just like how I talked about there are people in your life that you just know that their platform is wholly given over to glorifying God. That everything that they do, however little or small, is going to be a blessing to you and is going to point people to Christ. But on the other hand, sadly, there are people that we know that are Christians that use their platform for them. For themselves. You know, there were times in college where, it was funny, in Bible college, you know, the place where you would think that the good characteristics of Christians would be drawn out. It wasn't always that way. Um, Looking back at the time, it wasn't very funny or amusing or anything like that, but kind of looking back, there were some amusing times when it came to being a salt and light in Bible college. You think that everyone around you is going to help sharpen you and help improve you, being that iron, that sharpening iron, but then that wasn't always the case. Um, it was pretty funny. There was not well, not funny. It's a little bit sad as well. There are people in Bible college that, whether or not you would expect it, when they're given a little bit of power in the college, that they would kind of take that to another level. You know, they're given the assignment of being the room leader. And I feel like that's probably one of the like the lowest on the total poles as far as college leadership, being the room leader. All right, this person would typically, as a room leader, help uh, maintain the responsibilities of the room, such as cleanliness. Um, it would all they would also be given the task of a few devotions throughout the week. They didn't have to really put a whole lot of effort into creating devotions. Most of the material was provided um, to study and to present to the room. And it was funny to see that certain room leaders just kind of let that get to their heads just a little bit. That's just like us. When we're given a little bit of power, we want to take it to its full extent. 
And you know, there were people that were room leaders that used that platform to point others to Christ. And then there were others that used that platform to bring attention to themselves. And whether or not we like it, there are times where the people around us are going to use their platform not for God, for themselves. And there are times, whether or not we always want to admit it, there are times where we use our platform for me. When you use your platform for you. But at the end of the day, we have to realize that God has given this platform to us not to lift ourselves up, but to lift Him up. You know, I think of several passages throughout the Bible where even Jesus Himself talks about how He didn't come to earth to be noticed, to be praised. He came to serve. He didn't come to rule over, but to be a blessing, to serve, to give Himself a ransom for many. I think of the one moment where all the disciples were heading into the room And Jesus, he got down on his hands and knees and began to wash the feet of his disciples. The amount of humility that he had is is on a completely different level. That the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, our Savior, used his platform to get down and to wash feet. You know, you might know some people that might not have the greatest feet. You know, they got a little smell going on. You know, but at this time, your feet got dirty. They had they wore sandals everywhere they went. So the amount of dirt and grime that gets built up isn't fun to deal with. And yet Jesus took this lowly position to be a blessing, to, to teach, to use His platform ultimately for the glory of God and to teach His disciples what their platform really is. Our platform is ultimately to serve. You are salt. You are light. That is what God has called us to be. You know, salt isn't the main course, is it? You know, very rarely do you ever see someone sit down at the dinner table, they get out their plate or their bowl, they ask for the salt, and they just take a big old spoonful of salt. That's not the main course. The salt is there to help. The salt is there to flavor. But ultimately, the salt is not the star of the show. God has called us to be salt to help, but to ultimately point to God. To bring glory to our Father which is in heaven. What do you want to be known for? Do you want to let your light be a beacon of hope? for those around you? Or are you willing to let your light fade a little 
Are you willing, whether or not on purpose, to let your faith be hidden? Are you willing to let the flavor of your salt diminish? Are you willing to allow yourself to become dull? Or are we going to use what God has given us to just point everything right back to Him? You know, one of the things that I really look forward to in heaven is being able to lay crowns down at Jesus' feet. (laughs) That picture, to me, is awesome. That He gives us everything. That He gives us the opportunity to serve. And at the end, or... (laughs) in the middle of eternity. We get to just lay everything down back to Him. And just to hear the words, well done. Obviously, none of us are perfect. (laughs) If we were, we wouldn't need anything. If we were, we wouldn't need a Savior. We're going to make mistakes along the way. There are going to be times where we're selfish and we use our platform to bring glory to ourselves. But I pray that each and every one of us would start to learn and take steps towards solely using our platform to bring glory to our Father which is in heaven. Being a light that guides those around us that are lost in darkness to the Savior, not to ourselves, but to God. That as Christians, we would use our salt to be an influence in the world, that we would make a difference, that we wouldn't lose our savor, but that we would be useful for the glory of God. God doesn't give us a platform to lift ourselves up. I don't fully enjoy being on a platform. But I want to do whatever I can to use the platform that God has intended for me to influence as many people as I can with the knowledge of His Word. To use everything that He has given me to give it just right back to Him. That in everything that I do, that I would be thankful for what He has given me and that I would use it for His glory. That is the purpose of our life. To go, to be a salt, to be light. And that because of the change that God has brought about in our lives, that we would then use that change to bring glory to Him. Not act like we have it all together, because whether or not you know it, I don't. And whether or not you let on, I don't think you all have it together either. But that we would use what we do have to bring Him glory and honor.
Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank You so much for the opportunity that we have to open up Your Word. And God, that we can follow the influence that You have left behind for us. We know that none of the Bible is about us, that it is all about You. God, I ask that we would use as Christians the platform that You have given us to be an influence and to have an impact on the lives of those around us. God, I ask that You would deprive us of the selfishness that we can harbor in our hearts at times. That we wouldn't use what we have to bring glory to us, but that we would solely use what You have given us to glorify You. God, I ask that You would create a clean heart in us. That we would lose sight of what we want and replace it with what replace it with what you would have for us. God, I pray that we would surround our lives with people that would help to influence us to do what is right. That the relationships that we have would improve our relationship firstly with you, God, and then secondly to the relationships around us. God, I ask that you would help us to use our platforms for you and you only. Maybe some of you here that are tuning in tonight aren't sure of the platform. Maybe some of this is a little foreign to you. If you don't know that you have a relationship with God, I would encourage you to reach out to us. You can reach out to us through our website or through our social media platforms or you can even call into the church. But the Bible shows us how we can know for a fact that Jesus Christ died for you and has a free gift of salvation to save you. If you are unsure of whether or not you have a relationship with God, all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is pray and ask God to be your Savior. It isn't the prayer that saves us. It's putting our faith and belief wholly in Him for our salvation. That it's not any of the works that we can do that can get us into heaven, but that solely relying on Jesus Christ and His death and burial and resurrection, that is what we must rely on for our salvation. If you're unsure and you would like to know, just pray a simple prayer similar to one that I can give to you right now. It goes something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I know that what I have done will not get me into heaven, but that it is solely relying on you to get us into heaven, to save us. God, I know that you died on the cross, that you were buried and that you rose again, and that by you paying the price for our sins, you have given us this gift. God, I ask that you would please come into my heart and save me from my sins, and that 
be my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, then we want to hear from you. Again, you can reach out to us either by calling into the church, by reaching out to us through our website. We have a contact us page. It's really easy and simple to reach out through there.